This episode is going to look at the different training methods a performer could select to improve either their health-related or performance-related components of fitness. So the training methods, uh, the options they may have are continuous training, fartlek training, interval training, circuit training, weight training, plyometrics training and flexibility training. So continuous training is exercising continuously without a period of rest. It should last for a duration of 20 minutes or more. So 20 minutes is the minimum. It is a steady state training. So they should be um, engaging at this in this activity at the same pace. So whether it is walking, jogging, swimming, rowing or cycling, there are no rest periods included for the performer. Um, they could, it's possible that the frequency of this training method could be daily if required and they should be um, exercising in 70 to 80 percent of their max heart rate. So in their aerobic training zone. The advantages include it improves their cardiovascular endurance, it's cheap, um, it can be done easily, it can be done alone or in a group um, and it can be used for a wide range of activities. It would improve their, um, it would be particular of particular benefit for endurance performers, um, for example runners, cyclers or, or swimmers. The second type of training then is fartlek training. So uh, the fartlek word comes from um, Sweden, which means speed play. So it mixes different speeds of movement uh, around a set course or track. So for example, um, if we were using our basketball court, we, we might walk on one side, uh, jog 50% on, on another side, sprint at about 90% maybe, and then a recovery jog at 50%. Uh, so each side would have a different percentage um, of work rate and it varies as the performer moves through the station or the circuit. Um, Spartleck training can also be done by changing the terrain. So we might go uphill or downhill. Again, that's uh, changing the intensity of the physical activity. So it can be done, should be done one to two sessions per week. Um, it's 70, 85% of max heart rate. Um, the duration would be between 20 to 60 minutes. Um, it involves fast and slow running, variety of terrains and distances, and it can have active recovery periods. So the performer would recover on their jog or their walk section of their uh, fartlek uh, session. It can take place in a variety of places. Um, it can tackle tedium as well, so it might um, make the training more exciting um, for the performer. It is flexible, can include repetitions. It's suited for games-based activities. Um, so it might be beneficial for uh, the likes of GAA, uh, basketball, different team sports that require different intensities at different times. Interval training then involves periods of intense work interspersed with timed rest or cardiac readiness. Cardiac ready readiness is when your heart rate drops back into the appropriate training zone. So we might be working in our maybe red line zone or the anaerobic uh, heart rate zone. We might want to drop our heart rate back into the aerobic zone. So th it's active recovery um, while we're training. So there are structured periods of exercise. Um, so it could be done in a weight training session, maybe where we work for 30 seconds, rest for 20. So we're recovering our heart rate um, in that rest period. Um, these training sessions are structured in sets and repetitions with the intensity measured by the percentage of heart rate. It's recommended to do one to two sessions per week. Um, for speed development, the duration should be about five to ten minutes, whereas cardiorespiratory endurance, we could do uh, 20 plus minutes. 
the advantages uh, it can be used for aerobic and anaerobic training and again it would tackle tedium for the performers it is period of high intensity work followed up by a period of rest the rest can be active or passive um, and it's high working heart rate it's particularly useful to games players or it can be suited to sprinters when adequate recovery is included for the interval circuit training then involves a series of exercises known as stations being performed one after the other uh, it's recommended to do one to three sessions per week and the intensity is dependent on the type of circuit so what is important for your circuits is to have an aim and objective for the circuit so what do you what do you want to target by using this particular circuit? So an example would be, I want to do a lower body muscular endurance circuit. So I'm focusing on my lower body um, and I'm focusing on muscular endurance. So all of my exercises I choose will be uh, based on endurance um, exercises. So it can last, depending on the session, 20 to 40 minutes. Um, what might be, so it can be a fitness circuit or it could be a skilled circuit. It's aimed at improving muscular endurance and cardiovascular endurance, again, depending on the aim um, that the individual chooses. And it involves a number of exercises at different stations and its periods of work uh, followed by a period of rest. Again, as the period of work or rest changes, the um, energy system being worked changes and the component of fitness being worked also changes. So just to be aware of that if we are planning a circuit. It can be very good for general all-round fitness. It can combine a variety of health and performance-related components of fitness together. Um, it, so the equipment, it can be easily put together um, and it can uh, be put together based on the equipment the performer has. It can include aerobic and anaerobic exercises um, and all performers can benefit from circuit training as it can be tailored to suit the individual's needs. Weight training, and again, just remember that weight training, it must involve the use of weights. So if you choose weight training, um, maybe for your PAP or your PA, um, ensure that the exercises you do include weights. Um, so it just resistance exercises wouldn't be included for weight training as you're just using your own body weight. This must include weights to increase your muscular endurance, strength or power. So weight training includes free weights, weight machines and kettlebells. Um, it can be altered for different components of fitness uh, and in general it's muscular endurance, muscular strength and power is what we use weight training to improve. Two to three se sessions per week um, is recommended. And again, it, the sets and rep, reps depend on do we want to improve our muscular strength, our muscular endurance or our power. For muscular strength, we would do low weights with high repetitions. Muscular endurance are high weights. And sorry, that's the wrong way around. Um, so muscular strength it is high weight with low repetitions muscular endurance is low uh, weight with high repetitions power is, is the exercise should be performed explosive explosively so moderate weight um, and moderate reps with high recovery time the duration of the weight training can be dependent on the exercises but generally 20 to 40 minutes Long recovery between sets and two days between sessions, depending on the session completed. Progressive overload should be used in either actual weight or in terms of repetition. Uh, weights are lifted to increase muscular strength in certain areas of the body. 
Weight training can be compound or isolation exercises. The advantages, it can be used to improve your strength or your endurance depending on how the program is planned and it includes a wide variety of exercises. It can be easy also to monitor your progress and your overload. It's suitable for all performers but particularly those in strength and power events and it can be used as training outside the activity. Plyometric training then um, is any bounding um, or jumping type of exercises and it uses speed and force in different movements and it builds muscle power. So it is improves power by the way the muscles are unloaded and reloaded during exercises. So an eccentric or lowering and landing contraction where muscles lengthen under te- tension, a downward phase of a squat, is followed by a concentric contraction where muscles shorten under tension, upward phase of a squat. So plyometric boxes jumping uh, uses two boxes as opposed to box jumping, which only uses one. For plyometrics, box jump, the performer jumps off a box and minimizes their contact time with the ground to explode up onto the second box. So it's recommended one to three sessions per week, maximum effort, maximum speed. The duration is about 20 to 40 minutes. It can be used to increase power for athletes to run faster, jump higher and change direction uh, more quickly. Uh, it is bounding, hopping and jumping exercises and it's uh, targeted to improve speed, muscular endurance, strength and power. It can also improve increased elasticity of tendons and upper and lower body can be trained um, specifically. It can be beneficial to your games players, uh, sprinters, throwers and power events and again it can be also active, uh, training outside the physical activity. Flexibility training then is a deliberate and regular program of exercises that over a period of time can progressively and permanently change the usable range of motion of a set of joints. So we know flexibility is the range of motion that a joint might have. So training that is trying to improve the range of motion a joint would have. Um, It can be done every day, but at least three times a week is recommended and it can be included at the end of training session. Um, The intensity depends on the performance goal um, and the duration should be about 10 to 30 minutes. Um, It can also increase the length of the muscle. It improves your flexibility and reduces the risk of injury and it's beneficial to all performers. Examples of flexibility training would include static stretching, ballistic stretching or proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation or PNF, which is an advanced form of flexibility training. Again, these methods of training are really important, particularly if we want to create a program which is beneficial and worthwhile for our PAP and which targets the goals we have set for the particular uh, component of fitness. So just make sure you have a good understanding of each of the methods of training and how it would apply and how it should be used when creating a training program.